Today in business from Wired. The Science of Scaling, hosted by Mark Roberge, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each week, Mark Roberge, founding CRO at HubSpot CRO, senior lecturer at Harvard Business School and co-founder of Stage 2 Capital, sits down with the most successful sales leaders in tech to learn the secrets, strategies, and tactics to scaling your company's growth. I like the episode with the founder of Aircall on how to go from handling your own sales to scaling a sales team. It has great advice for entrepreneurs. Listen to The Science of Scaling wherever you get your podcasts. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Today in Business from Wired. Raising startup funding used to be easy. Not anymore. In recent years, investors greeted founders with generous checks and warm smiles, but now CEOs seeking cash encounter cold shoulders. By Ariel Pardis. In 2021, when Roshan Patel was raising his startup Walnut's first round of funding, his email inbox overflowed with interest from investors. Venture capitalists loved his idea of applying the fast-rising concept of buy now, pay later, a $100 billion industry, to healthcare bills. Patel secured $3.6 million that spring and kept in touch with a few investors who might chip in more as the company grew. But when Patel sought a second round of funding in February, after public markets took a nosedive, investors were less warm. VCs now drilled him with questions about unit economics, sales efficiency, and a path to profitability. These are questions I was expecting to come later, when the company was more mature, says Patel. When he walked investors through the startup's mission and goal, it was like, okay, but what about the financial stuff? Patel stopped pitching Walnut as a firm for healthcare, since a firm's stock had by then dropped 90%. In May, he closed a $10 million round with another $100 million in debt financing. By now, public and cryptocurrency markets are decidedly down, and the VC funding fest of 2021 is over. Startup founders, meanwhile, are left dealing with the hangover. Global venture funding sank 26% in the second quarter of 2022, according to a report from Crunchbase. Early-stage funding fell by 18%, suggesting that the trouble in public markets has now trickled down to smaller startups, which tend to be more sheltered from economic calamities. The sudden change has given some founders whiplash and has left others regretting they did not raise more money sooner. Timing is everything, says Emily Smith, the founder of edtech startup Teleteachers, who started raising her Series A in April. Had I decided to fundraise a few months earlier, I think I could have closed it up and moved on, but it's no longer the fall of 2021. Smith is still meeting with investors. Smith says her startup has enough money in the bank to outlast a funding slump, but worries about the company's valuation. Valuations in early-stage rounds dropped 16% in the second quarter of 2022, according to a report from PitchBook, the first decline since the start of the pandemic. If a startup is valued too low, founders can be tempted to give up too much equity to increase their total funding and face problems fundraising in the future. 
At the same time, inflated valuations can also create problems. Last year, 340 companies reached unicorn status, with valuations over $1 billion. Some have since been dehorned by the turn in the market, and many are scrambling to cut spending or lay off employees. Some have had to settle for down rounds, accepting new investment at a lower valuation than before. Klarna, the buy-now-pay-later pioneer, raised $800 million from investors in June, but had to lower its valuation from $46 billion to $6.7 billion, shrinking its worth by about 80%. Raven Hernandez, the founder of electric vehicle ride-hail company Earthrides, says that while valuations have lowered in 2022 and investors seem less enthusiastic, a cooler fundraising climate had some advantages to founders. There's this balance of wanting to get a high valuation, but then what happens to the next round, she says. I'm thankful that we're raising in a time when this valuation isn't going to be so shocking. Despite the sullen mood among venture capitalists, early-stage startups have some reason for optimism. This is indeed the worst time to raise money in a decade, says Chester Ng, a partner at the venture studio Atomic. It's also the best time in a decade to start a company. Ng points to the many startups that have risen from the ashes of previous downturns. Airbnb, Instagram, and Uber were each founded during the Great Recession. Amazon and Google, both founded in the mid-90s, benefited from the dot-com crash, after which talent became cheaper and competition thinned out. As the VC firm Sequoia explained in a memo to its founders earlier this year, startups can survive a downturn as long as they can adapt. That's usually easier for younger companies, which, unlike more mature startups, don't have to wrestle with cost-cutting or demands for hyper-growth. When an asteroid hit the Earth 65 million years ago, it was a really good time to be a small mammalian animal and a really bad time to be a big lumbering dinosaur, says Eric Velasquez-Fenkiel, the CEO and founder of Palmelo, an early-stage financial startup. Velasquez-Fenkiel started a $20 million seed round this month. For him, the fundraising process didn't seem so different from 2012 when he founded his first startup, database company Single Store, which is now a unicorn. The biggest impact has been valuation adjustment, he says, but the reality is startups are still getting funded. Patel, the founder of Walnut, agrees that companies can still find capital, even if it takes more effort than in recent history. He's now focused on the teachable moments from last year's funding bonanza. We likely would have raised a higher valuation if we did it in the fall of 2021, he says, but I view it as a blessing in disguise. Things got so inflated in 2021. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.